My name is Aram. Welcome back to God's Fall. God's Fall is a custom fantasy story told through the lens of a Dungeons & Dragons game that is played and recorded in Washington, D.C. and written and produced in Chicago. Hi, my name is Steven. I'm playing the 5th level Dwarf Paladin, Torvik Wildtongue. My name is Doug, and I'm playing Doro Knot, 5th level Halfling Rogue. Hi, my name is Michael. I'm playing Zion Preeton, the 5th level Human Sorcerer. Hi, my name is Kelly, and I'm playing Rena Falaval, a 5th level Wild Elf Ranger. Last week on God's Fall. The players found themselves within a cavernous level of the Union that shifted into the astral realm soon after they entered. As they floated up through the pink and purple miasma, a portal opened and a floating sphere covered in thick scales and sporting a massive eye above its jagged maw descended towards them. Behold the, the thing like, you know, turns its eyes towards you, the maw opens with these glistening fangs and all the eye stalks kind of turn and you guys feel energy. This thing is pulsating magical energy and it begins to descend. He turns his eye, his main giant eye towards you and nothing happens and for a split second, you see fear in this creature's eyes. Rena's luck divinity was in full force as she drilled the creature with one powerful, well-placed arrow strike after another. With this anger and fear like you haven't seen from her and this seriousness in her, boom, boom, dead fucking on. One goes right into the eye, one goes right to the right of the eye, and the thing jerks, jerks twice, and then slumps. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I go, I expect you to trust me. <laughs> Yay! Wow. That's just what it all <laughs> The Beholder was dead, but the Union had one more fight lined up for our players. As the swirling mass of pink and purple fog fades from sight, you are met by the punishing rays of a bright noonday sun and the cheers of thousands. As your eyes adjust to the brightness, you see the following. You stand in the center of a vast stadium surrounded on all sides by sheer sandstone walls that stretch 50 feet to the seating above. A roar of a crowd fills your ears as four gates roll open all around you. To the north, Sebu steps forth, readying his bow. Yeah. To the west, Baron LaFleur emerges and raises a rapier. To the south, Zion's brother Madaret strides in, wielding a staff of the anti-theots. And to the east, Tiago Reese enters, drawing a pair of short swords. A trumpet blares, and they charge forward. Cheering for someone. I just assume they're cheering for me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. The floor! <laughs> like that, and I grab Para hard yeah. and use inspiration and put us at the floor. As soon as you reach out to the bridge, there's nothing. You can't teleport. You can't go over there? You can't teleport. Mm -hmm. 
despite not having access to their divinity or their magic, the players were able to best their nemesis doppelgangers and found themselves in yet another towering chamber. Oh. <laughs> Roar of the crowd explodes and there is a bright light that the, the sun kind of explodes and blinds all of you and you cover your eyes, right? And you awaken in another chamber, a very, very tall chamber that then arcs to the side and kind of rolls back up somehow. Like it goes much higher than the other one, just one straight shot and then rolls off to the right as the tower expands off to the side. Outward. Outward, correct. Using Doro's divinity to teleport the party nearly to the top and Zion's force to carry them the rest of the way, the players found themselves at the entrance to the massive platform near the top of the Union and were greeted by the God King. An open, massive doorway appears before you. Light kind of comes in as your eyes adjust. You can see a platform, that same stone pillar, and the God King resting upon it. Hoarsely coughs and then whispers, you should not have gone on. What are you talking about? We've come so far. What, what, what do you mean not come? As long as you are here. And he waves a hand to the left and a square table just forms out of the ground in front of him and also like benches form on either and on all four sides around it. Have a seat and food begins appearing. Wine, water, turkey, cheeses. Jesus. Crackers, <laughs> grapes, everything. No. I'm a beeline, yeah. straightforward. It's great, everything is and great. And also you guys realize how long it's been since you've just sat down and eaten. Yay. Like it seems like forever. And it is nourishing and lovely but as- But you all turn delicious. <laughs> as the silent world storm continues to rage around you. The players joined the God King for one last meal as Zion pressured him for answers about the Union. What happened to your artifacts? I do not know, but, and he waves a hand towards where you guys came, and the world storm kind of transforms into like a view of something else. He's kind of showing you a view within a view, almost if there was a, for our eyes, a television screen projected in front of you. And he's showing you the north. He's showing you all the areas and little pinpoints of light, a couple in Wessel, a couple in Brennis, one in Ani, several in Kadar appear. He's like, there. So what do you believe the purpose of this place even is? What does this tower do with the energy it's taking? The world storm is not a barrier. It is not a form of destruction. And he kind of reaches towards the other side of the wall and the whole world storm goes kind of transparent for a second and you can see a woman, gigantic, hundreds of feet tall, her features distorted as she rages against the wall, snapping and clawing and biting in this incessant attack against nothing. And then he waves it off and he turns to you and he says, it is a prison for the last living God. What last living god? The god of chaos. Walks amongst us here? Zavon's last move to thwart her, to keep her from complete victory. He imprisoned her within this wall using these tower's energies, but they continue to erode and they continue to absorb. And soon, 
even that will not hold her. Throughout this whole tower, it's looked as though it was built specifically for us. The tower adapts. It changes for whoever enters it. So is there no escape for us either? The world storm walks as a barrier. It shields all magic. It contains all within it. I can buy you a moment. But what about you? You have to come back with us to our knee. There is no going back for me. I have been here too long. I can buy you a moment, and that is all. We can't, we simply can't leave you here. I've seen what happens if you stay. Then you simply can't leave. I will be consumed by this action. I will not wither and die. I will simply be nothing. In our visions, we have seen you degrade and become, well, essentially a lich king, leading an army of zombies. I have seen those visions as well. Every night in my dreams, if I make this sacrifice, they shall not come true. Well, Cyrena's kind of quiet, and she's been listening the entire time. I mean, this is kind. Of, this is. I mean, she's had a difficult time in this. She expected to come along. She's been on journeys before. She had this whole crew where she's been on adventures, and she's gone adventuring. But this is way, way past anything she was expecting. Anything she was prepared to deal with. Uh, frankly, to the club, Cyrena. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's awesome. not powered. She's just a person, and she's recognizing very quickly that she is a bit in over her head, so she's simply listening. What is the force that is consuming you? The tower itself, or the god of chaos? The tower, and as he says that, the top of the tower, so you guys are on this platform here, and it kind of wraps around, and then continues up into a fine point. Mm -hmm. Two wings of that, kind of like stone, there's like the burst of air, and two blocks, long blocks of stone along either side of this point, fire off to the right and left, and are kind of trailing some sort of translucent energy, very, very similar to the force energy you saw bef before. They fire off to either side, just to the edges of the world storm, and you can see this field of energy buckling and shifting as the world storm rushes through it. And the God King turns to you and, and says, these are the final stages. It is gathering the last of what it needs, and then she will be free with all the energy she needs to destroy the rest of the world. What if, uh, now, just spitballing here. What if, <laughs> what if we all sacrificed our, our powers in order to strengthen this wall? Then you will be consumed. Yes, but then she won't be able to get into the you world. You will be consumed, and that power will be added to hers. Oh, well, that's not good. So, Not that I'm for it. <laughs> wait, okay, wait, I gotta step out of this for a second. Sure, this is ahead. really confusing. Did, she are you let... trying to tell me that the God of Chaos built this thing? No, the no. God of okay. Chaos was But in... it's feeding her? The God of Chaos, Barros built this thing. It seems like it's keeping up the world storm. Barros built this thing. Barros believed right. that but he was building- But under her influence. Barros, yes. Right. Barros believed he was building a tower. She's probably the reason why everyone was tricked into making it balance. to begin with. Correct. So, I, but what it, so, but it's keeping her out. Well, so here's why did she build it? She built this power to basically steal the power of all the. She built this tower to steal the power from all the other gods. But at the last moment, before the beast, before Zavon was killed, he basically turned it on her. He captured that power. He's able to harness the power of the tower and storm. use it to trap her. However. It's still gaining power, and despite the fact that he, he was able to trap her, eventually she will gain the power to break herself out, and the world storm will collapse. Is there anything beyond the world storm? Okay. 
He leans to the right and just both hands and opens up this entire wall before you. And you guys see a patchwork world before you. There is a jungle slammed up against a mountain and the lines don't make any sense. And there's a desert slammed right up against that. And there's weird, huge walls of, a, of like energy that crisscross this world. And when they meet, they form these massive openings in the world that seem to open up into an entirely different world beyond. Chaos has consumed the rest of the world. It is a patchwork of dimensions and places and times. If she wins, that will consume the rest of us. Do you believe her to be the only surviving god from the old times? There is but one. How are we supposed to stop something that can do that? You have one year. You have until the next cycle and the world storm falls forever. How does the world storm fall once, a day, once every year? Why did it fall? He does not know. Would he be able to fend it off more if he had his artifacts, if we gave him his artifacts somehow? Of course, absolutely, but he'll never make it because the longer he that he's here, yeah. the more it'll sup at his energy. And at some point, he'll turn into this lich god king. And if that happens, everyone's fucked. He basically becomes her first general right. and leads the army into, you know, yeah. Why were you chosen by Zavon to feel his shoes? You know, frankly, he's never known that. He never understood, and the moment was so quick. I mean, Zavon had a lot to do in that second. He made a new god, he created the world. I mean, a lot was going on as Zavon was dying, right? He doesn't know why Zavon picked him. He has no idea. Because he questioned the, that his whole life. All of the legends say that you were a simple farmer, but mm -hmm. you had quite a few magical items, almost artifact level, that supposedly you had before well, the time you were a god king. Well, no, I mean, there was a couple of things that he had access to. They weren't artifact level. Those were like plus ones. You yeah, know. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, he when he says simple that oblivion gem was pretty good. Look, the, it says simple <laughs> farmer, but yes, he was an adventurer before he was a simple farmer in his retired years. He was a fighter of some renown back in the age, you know. But he was never what he would consider special. You know, he did collect some magical items. People did back then. You know, they were more common than they are now. Obviously, you know, obvious, obviously. So he was a he was a hero of sorts, and you know, in his, you know, in a small way, in a localized area, but he never expected to be picked as a god king. How well does this this storm that you're using to show us images work? I mean, for instance, could you even see Gal Hadir if you wanted? Yeah, absolutely. Nice little close up of Gal Hadir right there. Yeah. Ani? <laughs> yeah. What, what about yeah. Ani? And you, and you're above the island of Ani. So, what about that girl I met in that, the place the one time and we had relations? What's her name? <laughs> Bettergrit? Yes, yes. Uh, Bettergrit. Oh, right. Why do so, you guys remember? I can't. His eyes move to you and you feel him pierce your soul for a second. And you kind of like gasp because it's an odd feeling, like someone walked over your grave, right? And all of a sudden, vroom, vroom, vroom. we're above the spear and then we are inside to a bedchamber and Bedegrit is there, and she is mopping her brow, and she seems a little fevered, and she runs to the bathroom to throw up. And then, <laughs> we've come back. 
<laughs> oh shit. <laughs> you rolled a natural 20. Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Anything else you want to know, Torbeck? <laughs> so I assume you see. Grab the nearest flask of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So I assume you've seen what's happening in Ani in your absence, if you're I able have. to see all of this. I mean, he's a little more, con he understands, yes, Ani's bad, you mm -hmm. know, and um, it, he actually zooms into on Ani and shows you from, uh, from above and shows you Phryne. Mm -hmm. And Phryne has her hands underneath the well, and you can see her, whatever she's doing is clearly causing the tear of Sito to glow brighter. Mm -hmm. And as it does, those tendrils get sucked into the whirlpool of water, and you pull out as you see these little sparkling bits flow across the walls, flow into people's homes, flow into their glasses, into their wells, into their livestock, and everything just has this slight little tingle and glow, and everything seems perfectly happy. Could you show us other Emerging gods? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, he can. Hang on. Can we see the cactus? <laughs> so there's one that we've been calling Goldilocks Grabby Hands. Okay, we don't hang know on, his actual hang name. On, hang oh, on. no! Well, hang actually, on. I think it's time for him to have a name. Well, while we're here, I don't know if we're going to get another chance to do this. So. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> Let's get All right. Ours. Time so. to data mine. I can only show you people you or I have a connection with. However, and as the God King trails off, he waves his hand over the world storm's edge, and a map appears displaying the five kingdoms. As you watch, two dozen points of blue light appear, spread out over every continent. I can show you where the others were first awoken. The God King gestures towards a point of light in the sand hills of Southern Wessel, and you are shown a female orc standing naked atop a pile of bodies. Her skin is bare and coated with a thick layer of ash, and her arms are drenched green with orc blood. She lifts a hand to signal the hundred warriors gathered around her, and they respond by raising a knife and slitting their own throats in unison, their gray-skinned bodies writhing in a circle like one long, bloody eel. For a moment, there is silence, and then a terrible, grating moan as the fresh corpses rise, their eyes aglow and their throats howling with an inhuman rattle. Oh, wait, now we've seen orcs. Yes, you have seen orcs. Those are definitely orcs. What yeah. is that? We saw them when we were fighting them earlier. Yeah, those are definitely orcs. You saw orcs before. You were just yeah. fighting them a little while ago. Yeah, remember? In the... But those were imaginary magic orcs. <laughs> These are orcs. They look exactly from... the same. But we've no, no everyone because knows most that people orcs don't know exist. those orcs are down there. Remember? You said nobody knows about these orcs in this no. wilderness. Everyone knows about the orcs. They don't no know one knows about the Giyadari. Is that not what that was? No, no. the Giyudari are a whole different race. 
Oh. Yeah, so they know where the orcs are. Oh. The orcs, but the orcs, the, the orcs used to be much farther north, and they plagued Wessel all of the time. They raided their farming villages and communities. When Kadar invaded, the one thing they did do was drive those orcs all the way south. Almost drove them to extinction. Many people in Wessel remember that as a good thing, especially the people in the south. That's why there's still a lot of Kadar loyalists in the south. Jacob selects another point above Rizan. You are shown the capital city of Capania, a city so rich that many of the buildings are literally covered in gold leaf. The sun hangs low in the east and the metallic city sparkles with a crimson glow. Your view skims along the crowded rooftops until the city opens into a wide, bustling market that explodes with color. Each stall is intricately decorated, covered in bright murals and layers of rich fabrics and semi-precious stones. Even the food vendors sport lavish carpeted lounges with mounds of silk pillows for patrons to lounge while they eat. At the edge of the market, an old blind dwarf sits on a wooden bench carved and painted to give the appearance of a great sea snake arcing out and back into an unseen lake. A small worn carpet of deep indigo sits before her with a dozen bone figures, each just a few inches tall, laid upon it. She is carving another piece, her milky white eyes staring straight ahead as her nimble fingers expertly chip away at the bone with a blade barely larger than a fingernail. As she works, the purple and pink miasma of the astral realm seems to flow out from her, curling up and around until she is engulfed in a multicolored fog that only she seems to notice as a smile crosses her cracked lips. The God King selects a point to the north in the heart of the Kadarian Shatterland, a desolate waste made lifeless by the god Sephor as he raged against Zavon and his lover Mordecai. In the heart of this blasted desert is a single elf, his skin paler than bleached driftwood and his eyes a vibrant lavender. A dusty rose cloak hangs from his narrow shoulders and his long silver hair is held firmly in a topknot tied with a thick emerald twine. The elf stands on a vast salt flat known as the Glass Sea that stretches for miles in all directions. A watery brine lies beneath the blinding white crust, reflecting the sky above like a titanic mirror and creating the illusion as if he strides among the stars. As he walks, he sheds his cloak and then his pants and shirt until his skin glows blue under the full moon's light. Another gesture from the God King centers your view directly above the massive ridge of the coal spine. A river flows from the sand hills and cuts a narrow path through the onyx mountains to the south. It winds back and forth for hundreds of miles until tumbling several hundred feet straight down and crashing into a pristine pool surrounded on all sides by towering ironwood. A 
guttural howl tears above the waterfall's pounding din as a humanoid taller and wider than an orc explodes through the cascade, its thick black fur glistening as it soars gracefully into the air. A wooden mask painted brightly to resemble the head and maw of a silver dragon covers its massive shoulders as strips of ivory leather bound to its wrists and ankles beat against the wind. There's the symbol of Ova, and then you just glow, basically. You <laughs> don't even have to show you. You just simply glow with this kind of white, sparkly light. <laughs> there is the symbol of Wudea, and you see him kind of vomp, 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 and you see the top of Rizon, and then it zooms into the toe of the Torah Horde. In the middle of the desert is a cactus that's also a person, just sitting lotus-style, hands around him with all these flowers and trees, every single bud there you could is. possibly imagine. Him, her, it, they, we. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, sexuality seems nebulous. I mean, purpose, and then just exploding with every single flower and every single plant you've ever imagined. Lido! The God King stands and draws both hands across the storm to show the temples of the elements in Utea, each as wide and massive as the Union itself. view follows the shadows these modelists cast east as the sun-baked red clay gives way to a fertile crescent valley. Further east, rocky cliffs drop half a mile to meet the storm sea on a wide, sandy beach. The people who live here are tall, bronze, and covered in tattoos of thick lines that cross all over their bodies. Many have more of their skin inked than not. The only place where none are marked is on their hands and feet as the people of this tribe believe the spirit enters the body through the hands and leaves through the souls. Their tattoos form an intricate maze designed to confuse the spirits and trick them into traveling through their entire body, sharing more of their divine energy as they pass. One man, standing nearly seven feet tall with a flowing head of straight black hair and a spear nearly twice the length of his body, stands at the sea's edge as the waters rise and part to greet him. You see the symbol of dreams and we're back in the tower. And uh, what's her name, David? Kaitlyn, but she shouldn't be in the tower. She should be in the Spear of Jarden. That's the tower. Oh, so, okay, yeah, okay. sorry. She's in the, the Spear of it's, it's a long tower. It's the right. Spear of Jarden. I was just making sure you weren't putting her in yeah. the yeah. union. No, no, no. So, no. no. I've been, no, 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 no. been following no. you. <laughs> <laughs> all, of, all of this has just been a dream. You've never even started to climb. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, she's playing with dice or something, like some child's toy sitting on a floor. There's like a little bed beat next, uh, next to her. You see the symbol of peace, and you see another orc, this time from the other, the other clan, Flat Rock, a little bit to the east, and he is um, seemingly praying, just on a large open flat rock in the middle of the desert. You see the symbol of sport, and Guy Deer, and you see the hooded male human you fought that earlier. Guy. He is currently on a boat sailing towards Ani. Hmm. 
You see the god of speed, and then you see Ottermiel back in the Ironwood. He is ordering several people around. There is a tightening of guards around him. He is simply going through the forest and seems to be very, very active in its defense right now. And then, boom, you guys are back where you are. Show us a four. And he opens up and fire just surrounds you in a huge ring. Every part of the world storm becomes fire and Para's eyes light up with a black crackling fire and a black crackling fire lights up behind him that seems to just eat light and then it's gone. Show us your tar. He cannot. Cannot. That's what he can show you. So there are limitations. Well, they, at least seemingly, unless they're all dead, that's what he can show you. Or they haven't emerged yet. Hmm. So that answers that question. No. <laughs> <laughs> can you see into my mind? I don't know what you can do. No. <laughs> I cannot read your mind. Okay. Um, well, I love giving you drawings. Happened <laughs> <laughs> well last have time. Have you had any visions of me giving you a drawing of something terrible happening again? No. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Cover all the bases. No, that's fair. Um, here, Dora. Draw Goldilocks grabby hands. Oh, he can show you him. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, you are above Port Bliss, and you are zooming down. You know exactly where you are towards the southern docks. And I tell them. Yeah, there he is, uh, basically in a large open room, very similar to the one before him. There is a giant golden fist before him with impressions on the back, and he is walking around it, kind of gliding his fingers across it. There are four holes on the back of the fist. Two of them are filled. Son of a bitch. And I take out the Sphere of O gun and say, ah! <laughs> and put it back away. All right. <laughs> I said nothing, but fair enough. Yeah, I know. I don't Is care. there it's... any sound? Can we hear? No, no you can just see visions. And then it's, it's short and flickering. Oh, oh yeah. do you Did know what that is? As I point to the golden fist, what that's for? That what they're one, doing? That is one of the fists of Bados. One? There are two. Do you know what the other one is? I do. And he waves a hand, and you kind of like, as you're going south and west, so there's this vast desert, and then you hit the coal spine, those giant mountains, right? But tucked in the tucked in between those mountains, at the very south is a crag, and that crag winds back and back and back and back and back into the mountains, following a river that is not on any map that any of you have ever seen. And so it opens up into this lush green tropical area and it is filled with Giudari. Everywhere, hundreds of them, and in the center of them is a second golden fist, seemingly worshipped as an idol. What any any gems in the fist? Yeah, no, what, what no, are empty what, are, the, what, what are, are those things? things? Baros built these in order to, to bring order to the rest of the gods. No, we were, were they talking about the Giyodari? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the Giyodari. These are the Giyodari. The gods hyper-evolved them, much as they hyper-evolved man. The Giyodari took a different path. No kidding. 
they like eat each other and shit. No, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no cannibalism. No, no, there is a tribal culture, but there's clearly no no cannibalism of any kind. What do they look like? Big apes. Like eight people. Like giant eight people, and they're strapped with bamboo and a lot of face paint and very, very tribal, but like giant eight people. Maybe nine, ten feet tall each. they're like humanoid, just... Humanoid, just gigantic and covered in fur. Yeah. Do any of them wield swords? Mm. No, mainly, uh, mainly everything's blunt. I'll never have my sword wielding monkey. <laughs> no, you will. <laughs> Teach one. I'll Maybe. turn into a sea with monkey party. Yeah. I'm gonna dance and make money. Yeah. <laughs> like he asked, are there any stones in their fist? Is there? Cuts? No, none. Oh, there's four empty blank spots on the back. Does that mean that there are eight gems? Must be. So then we only know about the set from the one from the fist we've encountered. So they Correct. only know that there's four. Jesus, there might be four other gems that do crazy well, shit are. like this stuff. Well, we've already seen, like, well, we have two, three? We, we have, have three. We have two. We have three. You keep forgetting Torvik's got one. He's got the oh, Fang of Oba. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's five. Free fist, that right? And we have the one no, that turns everything into garnet. I thought you said he had two. He has two in the four. So two of the holes are filled. The yeah. hole that had the eye of saw is empty, and then there's one other hole. But we have the garnet, the Correct. one that turns everything into garnet. Correct. So there are five. So there's five indentations on this fist. No, there four. Are four. There's four. Four. Okay. Yeah. He's got two. We have three, and there are three others. Okay. okay. There are four holes yeah. total. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are eight, sorry, there are eight <laughs> holes total. Five you've accounted for so far. Yes. Yes. Okay. And maybe six if the tier of Cedo is one of them. I don't know. Correct. Which would um, be a pretty fair guess considering right. how powerful him? it is. Right. Yeah. We could ask him if he knows what, if that's it. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does. Yeah. Good. Go. <laughs> Good. He's just like, listening and he's like, I actually ask. know this. I actually do know this. What are the other indentations then? We have the Eye of Saw. We have Those are the ones he the knows of. of he doesn't know of any others. Okay. Personally. And he couldn't feel a strong presence? Uh, he can't, can't, can't really sense where these things are, no. He can figure out what artifacts are. They were directly connected to him. They were part of his body for a hundred years. All right, well, describe to us where your artifacts are, because we're, if you can't come with us, then we have to bring Cyrena into full power with them. Right. So he opens his hands again and moves towards the world storm facing the five kingdoms. And the colors shift from like this amber yellowish color that they were to a pale blue. And you start seeing other little pinpoints of light. This time little green spots of light popping up all over the five kingdoms. And you see several in Wessel as well. One incredibly close by. This marks the locations my artifacts have landed. I shall give you a map. And he opens his hands and a map appears on it. It has all the locations of the artifacts as well as all the locations he showed you where the other uh, arisen godlings were first found. Not where they are now, but where their powers first manifested, including you guys as well. Several times uh, we've been encountering visions and statues of this thing holding a ring. At some point we saw people dumping sand into it and everything got sucked into it. Would you care to explain what this is and why it seems to be following us around? It's the final challenge of Barros' tower. Those who survive the ascent would meet the ring and grasp it at once and the ring would decide finally who was worthy. Of what? Of survival. Oh, so if you didn't pass the demigod test, you die. Yeah, it was a demigod test. 
Does that mean we have to take the test? The ring is long gone. Oh, that's comforting. Um, yeah, that should not so be comforting at all. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's a fair assumption that all four of those people you saw were demi gods. Were demi. But yeah. I only know. I mean, I don't remember. So that secret stone wouldn't have worked very well for her. That can't be the same person because she would make it glow herself. Yeah. Well, but a god would make it grow brighter. Yeah. And that's what would shock her. So there's always a, you know, there's always a level of oh, brightness. Oh, maybe that's yeah. why she failed was because even if she was reacting she may not to have a failed. low level. Oh, yeah. assuming she had failed. They poured some pine sand onto you've, it. You've but then seen they all got sucked into it. Who were assuming, though, if this... Maybe they traveled in time right, for that. If yeah. they did this event... After they were seen, it could have failed. If they did this event before they were seen and then they appeared where they are and then you saw them, yeah. it succeeded. But you have no way of knowing what events followed what. Can we ask them if we can pinpoint where they are right now? He cannot. Okay. In their cloth? In their, uh, what, what, kind of, what time, yes. type of cloth was yes, it? Yes, that's going way fucking back. But yes, there was a piece of cloth and only Friday knows about uh, it. And there's nothing you can do. That's yes. true. Uh, well, <laughs> damn it. Uh, that is going back to episode three, by the way. Can you access the memories way. of Phryne Tinnowith? <laughs> he cannot. Shit! What <laughs> good are you? He's answered a lot of questions so How many so lightning far. bolts do you have left that you can throw from here, Zeus? None, because I don't have my yeah. ship. Fire! <laughs> Worst god ever. <laughs> Why so are we point? chosen we as the gods? That is no idea. He has no, he has no more idea than why you were chosen than why he was chosen. I kept seeing this wolf for a while. Do you know who that, what that was or who that was? Well, the god of beasts would frequently be seen as a giant white wolf. You're oh. very likely seeing an avatar of Ova. Oh, yeah. I used to see Tyr. Explain to us about these avatars. How many of these... Used to. I haven't seen him in a while. He's always here. And he waves a hand and Tyr appears behind you. I am always with you, Daryl. Yeah, Darryl. I... I... <laughs> <laughs> always. Yeah, I... <laughs> anyway, we shall away. meet again. Yeah, yeah, and again, okay, Brian, and again. You all see him, right? Do no, we see him? No, no only Daryl sees him. <laughs> Just go away. They can't see you. I shall see you again. I, all right. <laughs>How many of these avatars do we think are still roaming the earth? Uh, well, plus one. There are many. They come in different forms. You know one. Your the oinkers. The pretty wolf that always was around my vision. No, no. Your oinkers, yes. What? A, what? Ova had many shards of herself that she scattered into the world before she passed. Oinkers is a piece of that god. Did we know Oinkers could polymorph? Mm -mm. No, you don't know Oinkers can polymorph. Because you cut that out. I did, yeah. Right. So that yes. doesn't exist yet, yeah. Yes. No. Okay, all right. Nor does any of this. What? Oinkers <laughs> has powers? What, what are you talking about Oinkers? It's a, she's a pig. She will. Her form is a pig. She can choose whichever form she wish. What? Where's your pig? We left it back at the spear for so safety. safe. You want to bring ah, Oinkers around. I left yeah. her with the now pregnant chick. <laughs> oh, oh, also, 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 hellscape nightmare chick. <laughs> Jesus. Why, Chris is just having nightmares with <laughs> his little feet, like, ah! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
She wouldn't. God. Would she be that mean? Would she do that to? Oinkers? No, I would. No, no one would ever harm Oinkers. Everyone, even like Barros, would, would 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 yeah. um, be like, "Oh, little pig, come here, little pig." Goldilocks grabbed yeah. his would like go to grab him, and then it would. Oh, <laughs> you'll be safe. <laughs> I will hold you tight. Look how cute you are in my giant golden hands. Oh, you are so cute. <laughs> if this whole tower is a test. Well, it was designed as a test, but it's actually a battery. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do we know that you're... So have we been powering this battery? Yes. Yes? The of entire we time. We've been turning it on. Uh, Especially when you two were absorbed by it. Twice. Mm, yeah. Uh, um, well, that might give us by some time, you know, <laughs> keeping the evil thing out. How do we Is know... Gonna hear no, that? that's not good. No, the stronger that her. thing gets, the faster she breaks out. Because once it hits a certain charge she actually breaks out there, there was only much only so much Zavon could do Zavon mm -hmm. basically bought you a hundred years mm -hmm. and that's it yeah and then he was like have somebody else go buy a hundred more years well he didn't, he, didn't, he, he, he didn't know he built it and died I mean he had no idea how successful he was you know right I mean, we've only got one choice you really do have only have one choice yeah, I'm just trying to think about it. This is the last chance I'll get to ask any yeah, questions. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's, you know, and you all are eating and kind of quietly right now. Like everyone's quietly chewing kind of food. Yeah, you know, see, I mean, at some at some point, Sarri has been very composed. She's right to the side. You know, her grandfather's at the head of the. They table. should have like a quiet moment. You know, at some point during it, she kind of just reaches a hand out to the left and clasps it around her grandfather's hand, and you see his hand very large gnarled hand close around hers and they have a very quiet moment between them and then it's over and that was it dignified goodbye yeah absolutely <laughs> is there anything you can tell us about breaking into your city without anyone knowing that maybe no one else knows like you've got a royal secret access tunnel to at least the docks we can use or yes Nice yes, one. I do. <laughs> Figured there would be. And he kind of opens up a screen, and you kind of roll behind on me with that large mountain directly behind the palace. And as it rolls back, you see tide go out. And as it goes out for about 20 minutes, a cave is exposed. And as the view kind of rolls into that cave, you see it rolls into like a hidden compartment that normally would be filled with water that leads to a tunnel. That rolls back and back and back, and then into the back of the of the castle, into some storage room that you've never seen before. Nice. How many people know about this? Yeah, how many people have you told? That I know. Your, well, your he well, I mean, he knew. He knew. Captain of the guard knew. Yeah. Probably a couple right. other people. That's but, right. But that means she's expecting for us to wait for low tide when all we have to do is use you. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you have someone that can I, It's not like I haven't broken in places. Come and you have someone that can turn to any nautical creature, you know. That's true. You can just put us in your whale Tor mouth. Yeah. Thing. Tor Vixitol. Tor Vixitol. Tor this bitch right into her city. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till Torvik can be like a blue whale. Just boom. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then you yes. majestically. Oh, get those yeah. awesome whale sounds going on the yeah, podcast. Like yeah, it's like be putting people to sleep in their car. Just like, this oh. giant bearded whale that crests <laughs> over the water and crashes down. <laughs> nice. That will be Neato. amazing. Very cool. Um, Anything else you want to ask the God King before he sacrifices himself for how, one final moment? What can you tell us about the Tear of Sido? How did it get there? How does it work? 
He doesn't know how the how the tear of got there. If I just grab it, what's going to happen? Then the water will end to all of Ani, and the city will die. Mm-hmm. Which we don't want. No. Why not? <laughs> well, I mean, not in front of the king. There's lots of innocent <laughs> people in Ani. I yeah. mean, Ani may be filled with a bunch um, of dicks, but there's also a lot of people scraping by. You guys saw alone on the outskirts of, uh, you know, of you know, of Ani. There's what we would call middle-class people barely clinging on to an existence. There's a lot of good, hard-working people in Ani. Have you had any visions of our future? No. What have you been doing while you've been up here? I mean, he's been literally figuring out his interface with the thing. He's been watching you all. He's so, been... just to reiterate, you know nothing about this comet at all. Nothing. So we actually know more than you do. Yeah, If, if you'd like that. to know in your last minutes. <laughs> I mean, if he knew anything, the fucking thing killed him. So if right. he knew anything, it'd be, you know, or almost killed him. Say a god yeah. may or may not have impregnated <laughs> a mortal. Yes. <laughs> what would happen? That being would be a demigod. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Well, I seriously can't think of anything else to ask. Mm. Anybody else? All right. Yeah. Uh, sure. Anything? Then he steps up the now, table. I, you better not be like, oh, should have asked the god king. Oh, god. There's lots of should have asked yeah, the god king. Oh, the table lowers down. Wait, wait, I'm not done. <laughs> you grab like, like some, certain you're like grabbing food like, off it at the very end. In every pocket I can. Yep. Vanishes into the floor, the food vanishes, everything vanishes, and the God King strides forth towards the northern wall. Your sacrifice will not be in vain. Boom! It opens his hands, and you just see the whole thing part, and you can finally hear it as well. The deafening roar of the world storm encompasses all of you, and the wind grips at you, and the energy of it grips at you. And he turns, and he was like, if you are to leave, now is the time! Hands. We clasp our hands and focus our divinities on Doro. Everyone who's roll. A, who's in the middle? Cyrena would be in the middle because she's unpowered, and then you're right in front of her. And then I jump up on her shoulder. Okay. Everyone roll uh, constitution. Wait, no. Wait, wait. What? Wisdom. I'm sorry. 16. Ooh, Para got a 19. 13. Right, wait, I'm going to use lucky. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, good call. You've got to be kidding me. Holy shit. This is a perfect example of your luck power. So, enough rolls were made. You instantly feel this. The bridge has never been stronger. It's never been wider. It's never been more firmly connected. You have a Easy. clear path to bring every single person home. And right before I do it, I go, watch this. <laughs> you will vanish from where you are, and you reappear in a storeroom in the Spear of Jardin. And we're gonna stop. Actually, as you appear, there's a squeal and a pig who has been standing guard every moment that you have been gone, launches herself into the air, tackles your ass, Yay. and brings Torvik to the ground. Oh my god! Yay. We have so much to talk about, oh my god! <laughs> a dwarf just rolling around with a pig. And we're gonna stop right there. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of the second half of season two. We've got a lot in store for you in the upcoming weeks, and I have a bunch of stuff to update y'all on. 
First, we have both a printer and supplier for the God's Fall World Book, both of whom are based here in Chicago. Kraken Print is handling all our books, maps, and character sheets, and Blackbox, the shipping and fulfillment company founded by Cards Against Humanity, is getting them to your front door. We are confident that these partners will ensure that the God's Fall World Book is both top quality and can be shipped safely and securely worldwide. For more updates on this and the podcast in general, follow us on Twitter at God's Fall DC. We've been getting a lot of word questions since I moved to Chicago about the future of God's Fall, but do not worry. In order to keep the game and the show continuing as normal, I'll be flying back to Washington, D.C. once a month and recording three to four episodes worth of the game each trip. If you'd like to help us make sure that remains a financially viable option, we've got a few ways you can do that. We have a Patreon account for monthly donors at patreon.com godsfall, or you can pick up one of our t-shirts at godsfall.spreadshirt.com. Anything you can donate would be hugely appreciated. Additionally, I'll be looking for people in Chicago for one-off games and to guest stars NPCs for side stories in the upcoming seasons. If you're in the area and want to play a game with me, hit me up at GodsFallDC on Twitter. We also want to take a minute to tell you about our good friends over at BattleBards.com who have been kind enough to send us a catalog of all new sounds. They've added undead minions like zombies and skeleton hordes and the necromancy spells that summon them. Weather, like the roar of a powerful wind and the crash of lightning. Enchantment spells like Hold Person and Transfiction. Even the gruff, barking tone of a dwarf. So if you want your game to sound as good as God's Fall, check out BattleBards.com. That's all from us this week. For notes, maps, and more, check us out on godsfall.com. Godsfall.